Dr. Kevin, you look like you're doing Swan Lake over there. We might be live on Facebook. I can't tell. <laughs> we'll give it a minute. I can't tell I We're now live. I will start our intro. In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving, and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin. Hello, I am Dr. Kevin. I'm Rain Thomas. I am Elma Howard. <laughs> and beat him to the last <laughs> Loving and alive! Yay! So we so know where this is going, right? He always asked us about our lives. Well, you know, I, I was I actually was gonna say, Miss Rain, you were on my weekly radio show this week as a co-host. What did you think? Did you have a good time? Do tell. Inquiring I had a know. fun time. I had a fun time. I was a little disappointed because I thought we were gonna watch um RuPaul's drag queen race together, but that didn't happen. But that's okay. We still had a really good time. I loved it. Well, good, good. Well, I'm going to, I, you know, every now and then I end up in a place where I uh, need to, I like to drag in somebody else for, you know, to do co-hosting with me. Um, I will, I will keep you on my Rolodex if you're old enough to remember what one of those. I love were. that. As you um, may say, I don't know if I'm old enough to know what a Rolodex is. Yes. Yeah. In, in we, we, were thinking, <laughs> we were looking through uh, some of my housemates. Andrew's uncle, who's 82, he has, he's been in his house for a very long time. And I found one of his Rolodexes from uh, when he worked at, at the, his company that he retired from. And it was a square Rolodex. I remember, was it, did it have the brown thing on it? Yeah, when you slid, you slid it to the letter you wanted and it would pop open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have, I have one, one of those. those. So, so do I. But I think most of the people in there are probably not alive because I've had it since I was like, I don't know, like 14. Wow. Oh, well, then don't bring it on the show because it fails at least one third of the test for being on the show. They're not alive. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. Some of the people you could tell because the phone numbers, some of them are like they start with letters and some of them only have like five numbers. Five digits, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. There we go. So tell me, what made you feel alive this week? Elmer Howard. Uh, visiting you this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we actually we got a chance to go to a couple uh, um, hikes over the weekend in Mine Falls, Nashville, New Hampshire, which was nice. Um, getting out, getting some exercise, uh, watching some and being introduced to the season, all, all stars at RuPaul from Dr. Kevin. And uh, I got my second cut of uh, Kings and Queens tonight. So I was working on that right before I jumped on here. So I'm excited about that. So Miss Rain, if we can get your attention, you're missing some of my best comic, I'm, visual I'm, comics. Uh, what are you doing? Is I'm talking porn? to our fan. She's on uh, Facebook. I'm oh. talking, yes, I'm talking to our fans, our oh. 12 million fans. Yes. Well, tell each one of them that, you know, uh, there's a, that, that we're, we're very inexpensive. All of our 12 million fans, each one only have to send us $1 and <laughs> we will take this show to places they never believed. Uh, you know, Paris, I, Milan. I'm working on it. <laughs> Just one dollar for me to the twelve million fans. Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay, you work on it, girl. Well, here's here's my problem. How is it that you and Elmer spend all this time together and nobody ever invites me to where you're going? Because well, you live in Las Vegas. I'm only two and a half hours away from him. You're invited. So I'm only four <laughs> by plane. <laughs> yes, but I'm still only four. <laughs> 
It's only four hour plane ride from, from Las Vegas to Boston. Um, about five. Yeah, nonstop, maybe five. Yeah, and I'm an hour north. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome to come. I would love to show you the beauties of hiking along the Nashua, you know, the, the rivers that flow through beautiful Nashua, New Hampshire, show you the coastline of Maine, introduce you to one of my favorite lobsters before we eat them. Uh, have fun with my cats. You're welcome. Mm. You just have to let me know there, Missy. Your, your invitation is here. Okay, because, you know, I'm a tried and true East girl, Coast girl. I mean, I've been, as being from the Bronx, you know, you always go up to, like, Montreal, Maine, New Hampshire, New England. That's, like, my favorite places in the world. So I miss it a lot. And I do want to come. But, you know, I'm not trying to invite myself, but that's not saying I won't invite myself. You don't have to invite yourself. You've already been invited. I know that my husband would love to meet you in person. He hear, hears all about you. He says, she sounds like she's a lot of fun. I'm like, she is. She's been called the fun girl before, among other things. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what made you feel alive this week, Miss Rain? Share something with our laughing, loving, and alive audience that made you feel alive. It's alive. I, yeah, as you can see, that's like very young Frankenstein-y for me. And I love that movie. That's really fun. But when it, I had a really good week. It was also really kind of stressful. But co-hosting your show was super fun. Thank you for thinking of me because that was really fun. And I started a fundraiser on... Um, Facebook because, you know, I do it every year. Usually, you know, I take a lot of uh, funds out of my own pocket to make sure things get done. And with the help of a lot of other people, you know, they take a lot of the burden off. I get to send children and families things and people send things from all over the world. And since I've been doing it since 1976, you know, people know this is not like a buzz kind of for me. It's really important. So that made me feel because there are some very, very generous givers and there have been some gifts coming in the mail. So that really made me happy to know that this holiday season, there will be some really happy children and some really warm survivors because, you know, a lot of times they ask for hats and scarves being cold during chemo. So knowing that there's funding to do some of that stuff and buy some gift cards and there's all sorts of things going on. So I'm excited. And, and you know, I, you saw your pictures, right, you guys? I consider you part of my support army. Yes. Navy. Did, did you know? Air yes. Force, Marines. Did, did you know that your uh, fundraising campaign is older than I am? Um, I think everything I have is probably older than you are. <laughs> but the... I'm just saying, with this but the question is not what is older, but what is better aged. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's very gray poupon. <laughs> so, Doctor Kevin, what did if Elmer even knows the gray poupon is? Oh, yes, he does. So, what 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 made you feel alive this week? What made me feel alive this week? Um. Well, I, I uh, wrote another poem. You know, I read a poem on the show with you, um, Rain, my, uh, my wound poem. But uh, I wrote another poem since then. And so writing poetry always makes me feel alive. Uh, so that was good. And this room that's been redone in my house, I call the blue room. It was a, a, a very rustic with screen season porch, three season porch. And uh, Jeff's cousin, Doug, came in and completely redid it. It's a four season room. It's been insulated and beautifully painted. Uh, and I sit in the corner in the morning when I get up and now as I'm sitting there, I get to watch the sun rise and the light kind of come into this room that I just really love. And there's just this whole, like just kind of being there. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward 
for uh, when winter to like see like the, the the light come in on the snow and stuff like that. Right now I get to watch some of the shift in the in the fall leaves and my bird feeder is very active. So as, as soon as the sunlight comes up, I get to sit there and watch. So I get to be very present in this moment, these moments of beauty and being here and being in my house and one or both of my cats are sitting on my lap and it's my me time and taking that every day. I think it's so important for all of us to find these things that kind of makes our souls sing, that that brings that kind of beginning to the day that no matter where the day goes, you can say my day started well. And, you know, and I think that when a day right. starts well, no matter what happens in that day, you can deal with it better, manage it better. You can bring a better version of yourself into the world. You can make more positive change. Um, and so I think it's so important to have these, this, the, for me at least, to have this meditative in the morning time. Now, there are some people like, you know, I know Elmer has beautiful in the morning meditative time that starts around one, is it, Elmer? <laughs> when I go to sleep, that's usually like four. But if you talk about morning, 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 morning uh, routines, yes, they usually start around noon, actually. Yes, yes. Well, you know, Elmer gives a whole new meaning to the song Morning Has Broken. In his case, it is. It's broken right off. It's not even a part of his day. <laughs> right. Yeah, he yeah, by the time he goes to bed, it's the next day. That's not even yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. So are we are is this working on Facebook Live? Uh cuz last week we had a last last one we had a problem. It is. It looked really good. Get it? That's I'm going to try to see if I can bring it up. Now I want to do that in a way. Yeah, it looked it looked really good and we have people watching and um I'm not sure exactly how to get people that I know to watch. You guys, this is still kind of new to us. Elmer is a genius and is bringing us all sorts of new technology when the old technology to work. So that makes him a superstar. And speaking of superstars, can I start talking yes. about our guest? Yes, you may. In fact, we were waiting for you. What's wrong with you? Go ahead. <laughs> I know. You know what? Because we have so many fans that are going to be sending us a dollar. I don't want to, you know, let them down. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm, I'm talking to all 12 million fans. This is important. But um, our guest tonight, she is, I know you saw the post. A lot of people saw the post and people are saying stuff now offline. But um, this young years ago at New York Fashion Week, I don't even know how we met because there were so many people and it was so crazy and I runway and I, I can't remember what it was so much going on, but it felt like we had been friends forever. And um, her story is riveting. She really courageous. The more I got years, there were things happening to her that if you were to stop and think about your life for five minutes, you'd realize everything in your world is actually doing really well. She's always smiling when she talks to me. She's always very sweet. She's always helping other people. She's a tried and true New York City girl. And um, that probably gives you know her fierceness an extra boost. But I have a lot of people who, when they think about breast cancer, they think about Again, pink. Where can I donate pink? Because people have said that to me over the years. Oh, I just had a pink bucket or a pink pig or a pink something. I'm like, well, where's that money going? You know, do you do you even know what breast cancer is? I have to tell you, I've never had so many responses on our Instagram page as I've had in the last couple of days when I posted her pictures of her double double mastectomy. People were sending private messages, people like, oh my God, that's not what I thought, you know, and I wanted to salute men who, I don't know if men really know what it looks like either, because women don't even know what it looks like. They think, 
I've heard women say to women who have mastectomies, you're so lucky to pick the boobs you want. This person's body is trying to kill them. And that's a, com you know what? It's common. More times than not. And I'm thinking, you think that's what that person would have wanted? And that's not the way it works. I mean, there's infection, there's drainage, this all of these treatments, the pain that's involved, there's a whole spectrum. So I had to really respect Jessica when she put those shots out there so that people could see. And, you know, people don't want to look. But when I put them out in the last couple of days, there were people who sent messages that that's not what I thought of. That is, is that her? Is she okay? And I'm like, do you know how many women look just like that? And they had that whole thing a few years ago about women shouldn't be, you know, they should still have on a shirt even though they had a double mastectomy and they have no breasts. I'm like, this is what you think is helping the fight. So that's why I'm so fierce about it. I just think people are really ignorant. And if they're not ignorant, they shy away. They stick their head in the sand because if I don't, think about it, then it doesn't exist. And it actually does exist. And so I'm really happy to bring Jessica on because, and, and as people with that have experience with lots of different things around the world in your professions, both Dr. Kevin and Elmar, I just wanted you to probe her with some of the things that are going on so that people can and we'll go get mammograms and we'll stop acting like I'm not old enough and I'm getting new boobs because the old ones were sagging. This has nothing to do with any of it. This is an ugly disease and it's just eating its way through our community world. I, I have. With that, I'd like to bring on. Jessica, God, yes. Jessica, come on on. Let us see those pretty earphones. Come on, Jessica. Hi. Thank you for those kind <laughs> words, Rain. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. We can. These are these. Thank are you. Thank awesome. you very much. So, Jessica, I just. You're welcome. I, I brought them up today. I'm going to let. Both Dr. Kevin, probably more Dr. Kevin, because Elmo only says something when he really has a, a thought. <laughs> but because um, I know you and I know your story and I know some of the stuff you're going through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave her in your in both of the hands of, of the men because there are people texting me. I have to go to bed, but I'll watch this later. Um, they they don't know what breast cancer really is. Like I said, and I don't know if you've heard that where people say you get to get new breasts. Did you hear? Did you did you hear everything Rain said? You were listening, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I have I have sticky notes. I'm I'm a teacher, so I have sticky notes. Yeah. I'm like I'm ready to flop this back on you and be like, Rain, when you come to New York, we're going thrift shopping. Then we're <laughs> then we're driving to Dr. Kevin because I want to go to Nashua see? and <laughs> see the birds and the mountains and hang out up there. <laughs> Yeah. So first, I'm off, getting in my car on, right I now. I want that Chinese food from downtown too. Uh, so, Miss Jessica. Yes. So, so first of all, um, I just want to I want to say a couple of things. Sure. Uh, first of all, uh, I I have actually somebody that I that I know that had a double mastectomy, and I saw what it looked like in person up close. None of this, like, I I hear what Rain was saying about the response, and it's almost it's some of what some of people have said, and I'm gobsmacked because I cannot believe how much that we actually need to talk more about the 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 cancerous way in which we deal with females and feminine bodies and health issues that is just as deadly as the disease itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Well, but, I have a question. Go ahead. So Rain mentioned it, and I've I've talked to you a little bit with the Young Survivors Coalition um, for a different project I was working on, so I know about it. But uh, why don't you, you know, fill in our listeners about how this isn't, you know, just an old person's disease. Well, I appreciate the Young Survivor Coalition, but I was not, I was too old for that. I actually got breast cancer when I was 47 now. It was 40, I was 43. So I missed the boat on the Young Survivor. I was old enough to have it. <laughs> as as well, people I'm not the state of mind. You were young of mind to have it. <laughs> Thank you. But I would love to go back to what Dr. Kevin said about some of the mindset of people around breast cancer and the the plastic surgery aspects of it. The the first I knew from the get-go, right from the get-go I didn't want to have reconstruction. I'm not sure how or why I knew that. But when I the um the breast cancer the breast cancer surgeon highly encouraged me to go see a plastic surgeon. No, even though I wanted to be flat. So I obliged and this male sir, plastic surgeon, you know, Park Avenue, creme de la creme, plastic surgeon. He said, you're 100% going to regret your decision. You will never feel like a woman again if you do this. Yeah. I hadn't yet broken down crying in the whole diagnosis. That is so sick. Isn't that sick? Wait, it, it's, I, he was like, just, just feel them. And my friend Nancy was with me. And... We went into this other room. He's like, just go in the room and feel and feel the the silicone things. And that's when I lost it. That was really I was just someone else was asking to talk about this. And I hadn't really thought about it in a while. I was so firm on something, and no pun intended with firmness. Um <laughs> in talking about boots. <laughs> Sorry, you couldn't, I was like firmness. Um <laughs> I didn't have the confidence and security that I have in myself now then. Wait, did, did I just get muted? Did no, something just happen? No, no. Okay, but something just red just came up on my screen. No, no. Okay, all right. Um, so I was firm on something at that time and I hadn't been in my life prior to that. So to get that pushback was really emotional but I stuck to my guns and it's been four years and I don't feel like any less of a woman and I don't regret it at all. Well, cause we know, we know that it's the body that defines whether or not you're a woman, right? So that's true. You know, I still got the butt. So thank goodness. <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like I'm more comfortable in my body now without my boobs. Well, you know, it's, it's, an interesting commentary on the dysfunctionality of the mentality in the Western world and, and, and in other places as well, but I'm going to say just the Western world, um, that as long as we support an ideology that a woman's physical attributes determine and assess her value, we're screwed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's never going to be any kind of equality. I mean, of, of any kind. And it's, and it's really interesting because um, I think the thing is that in um, like debates or discussions or, or, or uh, other interchanges where you have male and female Males are more likely to interrupt like 67% of the time because they feel like they are in the superior position so that they can. And everything from that to you're not going to feel like a woman if you don't have have tits. You should have said, well, are you twice a man because you're 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 such a dick. Um, <laughs> That's good. Like what like, I like that. You know, like right. what, what is it? Right. I it's like so that. True. Well, now and women have like really set for us. I'm talking. Like I feel like Kamala has that set for us now. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in, in in this in the journey, you were diagnosed 
you, uh, you know, what and and what the plastic surgeon said to you was, I will always regret not making all this money off of you, to which you said, shit. Um, have I heard the story right, correct, correctly? So far? You know what, actually, it's not from that perspective, believe it or not. He's like a multi-billionaire. Um, but my ex-husband used to work for him and ran his hedge fund. So he was willing to do it, even though he didn't take my insurance. Oh. He was willing just to do it so he, because of the connection. So I definitely wasn't going to be a financial win for him. Well, then that's even a sadder story. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's more about his view of women. So that if I was flat chested, I am not a woman. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so dear doc, if I'm flat chested, that means you're not going to be attracted to me. Yeah, no, don't want any. Yeah, that was really clear, totally clear. Yeah, right. So tell <laughs> us more. <laughs> tell us more of your story. So how how did this? Tell us more of how this unfolded for you. Sure. Um, let's see. So that day that I went to see the breast surgeon, then went to the the plastic surgeon. That was, that was rough. And then another huge thing that happened, because I told, I told Rain I wasn't going to prepare. I wanted just what came up to come up. When I met with the genetic specialist, I said something sort of, what I didn't realize was bizarre at the time. But I said to him, I hope I'm BRCA positive. So I was very new to the breast cancer world. And I didn't know the depth of what that meant. And he kind of looked at me like, what? You know, just to, to clarify to the audience that being BRCA positive is not a good thing. It, it increases your susceptibility to ovarian cancer and many other cancers throughout your body at a very high level. But I wanted a justification for having a double mastectomy because at the time I knew I had seven centimeters of, at, the, at that time it was ductal, carcinoma in situ, it wasn't until after the mastectomy that they knew it was um, invasive. But like I said earlier, I didn't have the confidence. So I thought I would need to be BRCA positive to justify having the double mastectomy. And I'm really grateful to the genetic counselor who said, why are you, I don't get it. And I explained to him that I didn't think that I could be sexy with one flat side and a 36 triple D on the other side. And I, yeah, exactly. I saw those eyebrows. Go, I saw those eyebrows go up, Elmer. <laughs> um, and he said, so tell Dr. Port, tell the doctor that that's how you feel. And I swear it was like my face, just like, wait, I, I could just make a decision like that because it's something that I wanted. And I was 43, and it really wasn't until this diagnosis that I started to have a confidence to say what I wanted and what I needed. And, you know, I, I've said to people that, you know, I, lo I lost my boobs, but I found my voice. And I'm so grateful for him. Obviously, he explained to me the I don't want to be BRCA positive. And I went to the surgeon and I said that I really, I wanted to have a double mastectomy. I wanted the symmetry and, and she pushed back and, and I can understand that like a, that's a huge healthy breast that she's going to have to, to amputate. But, but ultimately she did, thank God she, she did agree. And I went to see a second plastic surgeon because in 2006, the end of 2016, early 2017, there weren't a lot of flat people showing their pictures. There were two or three. And I went to this female plastic surgeon who was affiliated with my surgeon, the breast surgeon. And she didn't have any pictures because I wanted someone to really do a nice job. And she didn't have any pictures. So I, I did some research. And interestingly, I um, two months ago, I got two kittens. And one of our good, one of Raina, my good friends in the breast cancer community, passed away. You know, Kiara, Beauty Through the Beast, um, passed away about two months ago. 
And this another yeah. woman who was flat and had these gorgeous, stunning tattoos. Someone who, like Rain, like was an Instagram friend, but then became a real friend in real life. Um, her name was Carrie. And so Carrie and Chiara were the two people that were flat that I could see that were still sexy. And I would still sort of, well, with Carrie's tattoo, I would literally meditate. And I learned how to meditate at this point. And please redirect me because I realize I'm going on a lot of tangents here. So please redirect me if I am going off on too many. Okay. Um, okay. So, so my journey. So Carrie and Kiara, huge impact seeing their being flat. The cats that I got, Carrie passed away last year. Kiara passed away about two months ago. So I have CC because CC, Carrie and Kiara, both with C's, were my inspiration to, you know, really know it was okay to be flat. Okay, back to, yeah. So Jessica, let me ask yes. you a question. Um, at what point did you realize that sexy comes from within? Even before the surgery, when I started really looking at Kiara and Carrie, and I'm like, shit, they're sexy. Can I curse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, they're sexy. Well, I'll go with AF. <laughs> they're sexy AF. Um, and I started doing a lot of work on myself mentally, like becoming more secure in myself as I knew I was going to lose this part of my body. And I think I, as I look back, at the pictures I sent to Rain, I was glowing when I got my drains out because I was able to see my body beyond my breasts. And I think I felt sexier right away. Um, I think I felt, did we lose Rain? I'm texting with her now. We're trying to figure okay. that out. She's okay. still on, but we can't see her. It's technical stuff, so. <laughs> got it, got it. Should I still keep talking? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because we got all, we got 12 million people listening to you on Facebook. <laughs> Woohoo! And if everyone gives a dollar. <laughs> everyone gives a dollar. Go ahead, keep going. Um, shortly after the surgery, I think I, I think having big, big breasts, despite what the doctors would have, the plastic surgeon thought, that did not make me feel sexy. I think I, I hid them. I was like a shoulder sloucher. Um, so being able to push my shoulders back and yeah, I found the sexy inside of me versus outside. So it was pretty quick. And then there was a site, a web or an Instagram site that I was following. Um, it was called the fake tit club. And I sent her some pictures and she posted them and that gave me the confidence to start my Instagram page, which originally was flat after mastectomy. And the, the feedback from that was, was fabulous. And it started to give me the confidence to start sharing my pictures, which then I could see how that was helping so many other women who there weren't pictures then. And now flats become a real, a real thing. Well, you know, one of the things, and I was just having this conversation recently with somebody, uh, you know, at the amount of brainwashing power we've been giving away to the media really starting in the 50s and right up to today to to tell us what is sexy to tell mm -hmm. us what is pretty to tell us what we should become that we're not and they do that so they can sell us things a thousand percent yeah i mean so and and we like gullible lemmings go right over the cliff Going, oh, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too small, I'm too, you know, I need to have more booty, more, more breasts, more whatever, or less, or whatever. And we fall into mm -hmm. this. And yet you have some of the most beautiful people in the world that don't fit any of the front pages of Vogue magazine because it radiates. I mean, I, one of the people I've always thought was truly stunning was Maya Angelou. Now, Maya mm -hmm. Angelou did never fell into any of the traditional what you'd expect to see on a on a cover. Sure, but, sure. 
you know, but I, I remember watching her do a reading of Phenomenal Woman. And I mean, like, hmm. she, I mean, this woman just oozed this internal attractiveness that had nothing to do with if you broke out her physical appearance and put it on the, oh, is this beauty according to Wall Street? Um, type of Exactly. According to Wall Street, that is exactly what it's all about. It's all about commercializing and making money. Yep. So you take their power away when you go, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful the way I am. Yep. That, that, Absolutely. That's, it. that's it. So you started this, this thing to give people, uh, women in this case, obviously to give women a role model, something that they could look at, something to give them permission yeah. to be okay with their body. Exactly. How, how has that continued to play out in your life? Great question. Um, so it's been four years. So I think the first two years, you know, I would get a lot of inquiry about it. Um, actually, even still now, women who have had, who have implants or who have had implants who want to get them out have reached out to me about what it's like to be flat and what the experiences is like, uh, what the healing, feeling feminine. So I do still get a lot of that. And, and I get inquiries I guess fairly often. I'm less involved. Like my, my page over the past maybe 18 months, two years, it's I wanted the pictures to still be out there. But I'm I'm a big activist. I'm about an activist in the Black Lives Matter movement. And my postings have been a lot around that. And it's sort of it's my so now my posting is social justice, flat cancer resource. Because I don't want to lose being that being out there for people because I still do get inquiry around it. And, you know, even posting the pictures that I sent to rain, you know, I, the support from the same people four years ago, you know, to, to connect with them. It, it, they're like, I remember these pictures. I remember these pictures, you know, it, it's so many, many of us have been very lucky and I really to be able to move on to other things in our lives. So I should, really emphasize the the blessing of being able to do that where many people also are still in treatment or have um where it's returned so i am lucky that i've been able to diverge from it a little bit well you know there's there's a place where you have something that is definitely a defining moment in your life and yeah. it set you on a new path, but oftentimes, you know, you come to a place where that kind of becomes comfortable to the place where it becomes stagnant to the, comes to the place where you're a one hit wonder who's still traveling the road, singing the same one song and everybody else's cover. And they go, yeah, I remember those. What's, what was, what was, yeah, I remember that song. Don't remember the band. <laughs> so, um, you evolved and those people who respected you followed your evolution. Yes. Thank you for saying that, because as soon as I had said about moving on, I actually had that moment of shit. Should I have not said that, you know, and but so I really appreciate you coming back with it being OK. Well, and you know what? It's it's not I, I would look at it this way, it, not so much of it moving on. I have just widened it. It's not a single lane road. And I think that if you, uh, okay, can you hear me? Uh, uh, yes. yes. Okay, we have high winds. I apologize. We have high winds tonight, and it's just havoc on this yep. internet. But I heard everything. I was listening on another device, so I didn't miss uh -huh. anything. Yep. 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 
What'd you say? Okay. Okay. We're, We're cheering. cheering. Do you, you have to right? Yeah, but You're one's not on. It is. it is. What about okay. now? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna mute her for now. I'm gonna text her while you guys are having a conversation. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, the echo is actually coming. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Nope. Nope. We're, we're still, still getting. getting an echo. You're you're still getting an echo. Not anymore. No, but I think rain dropped off. Rain dropped <laughs> off. I had, I had muted her and I wasn't hearing the echo, but you guys still were, huh? Uh, yeah, we were still well in Echo Land. This um, is a new platform. This is only our second time using it, so we're still in evaluating. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a New York City public school teacher, so every day is a massive learning experience on the computer. So do not worry. What I tell the kids is, I will be patient with them with their learning if they're patient with me with my learning. Like that's kind of my new mantra because. Yeah. Whew, what grade are you whew. teaching? I'm a third grade teacher this year. But for my first six years teaching, I was a self-contained special ed teacher for kids who are severely intellectually disabled, moderately to severely intellectually disabled, in Rain's hometown in the Bronx. And then after I found out I was going blind and had cancer and a couple of concussions from working with emotionally disturbed kids, I got a job at a school closer to home where I became the reading specialist and special ed teacher for kids that were struggling a little bit, an English language learner teacher. But um, my position was defunded. And I will, you know, I'll avoid going into the politics there of New York. Uh, yeah. Defunding. Um, so I lost my position as a special ed reading specialist because they needed so many teachers in every grade. They need remote teachers. They need Anyway, so I'm a third grade teacher for, the, for this year. So it is a massive learning curve. And I do find myself saying to myself in my meditations, I've been through a lot of hard shit. I can do this, but it's, it's rocking my world. And I do have to kind of find a mantra often of I can do this. I can do this. I've gone through a lot, but it's tough. So yes, you have all my patience in the world with echoing and tech stuff. So here's what you might want to think about as your mantra. Or, you know, something along these lines. Yeah. Is that I am discovering my greatness as God is showing it to me by what is being delivered for me to deal with. Mm, or to test my threshold. I'm teasing, are just I'm meant to be stepped through, stepped over, stepped <laughs> through, and you just have to come out on the other side, and you have to go one, two, three, fabulous! Yeah, yeah. This is um, I do well in the face of challenges. I mean, I'm I don't know if Rain told you that. Besides the breast cancer, a week before being diagnosed with breast cancer, I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. Okay. which is a degenerative um, vision, a degenerative retina disease. So I am legally blind. Um, and to give you a perspective, I can't see the entire computer screen. So my eyes have to keep scrolling back and forth to see all of us on the screen. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit where I was seeing, I've always taught small groups of children. Kids are so cool about telling them things like that, you know, and they're so patient. Like they'll tap me on the shoulder because they know I can't see peripherally. Um, but on the computer right now, it's hard because I'm, my eyes are like, and then I have to look down at my papers. And so there's a little extra challenge with that. Um, yeah, but it's, I love the kids, the joy of creating a community with them, even with 31 kids at a time on a Zoom. Um, I was a social worker before becoming a teacher. So I, I spent 15 years as a social worker. So I like bringing in that social emotional community to the kids. So that brings me a lot of joy. Again, I go on tangents. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think bringing in social emotional wellness is um, always 
always been underrated, but in these times is so much more important than ever that um, we have to work with these children about how to deal in high stress times um, that is stressing out all of their support systems. Yes, you know? yes. And, and, and the world as they know it and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and a plethora of mixed messages like we've never seen before. Right. So, Absolutely. you know, these children are, are showing up and they're having to learn to be wise young. Yes. Yes. And they are. I mean, they're really they're stepping up to it. I mean, I don't think they have a they don't have a choice, but they're pretty yeah. amazing to watch the resiliency and can't even call it resiliency yet because we're still in it. Like it's still, we're in the thick of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. in New York city. But then you're a role model and Thank you. you know, as your role, as you are role modeling, you know, your activism and you're speaking out and you're taking back your power and you're owning the body you have. Um, uh, and you are going through these different things. You are role modeling, you know, empowerment. Thank you. I, I have a very Dr. Kevin definition of empowerment, and I define it to my clients and in my in my books and stuff as, you know, empowerment is the power to be uniquely who you are without apology. Yeah. Because we are trained through our through a lot of different ways uh but all by people and organizations that are trying to control us that if we do anything outside the box if we show any of our individuality um outside of a certain limited amount that then then it might be okay if we apologize for it and feel bad about it bullshit exactly yeah exactly yeah Yep. So you get to decide what makes you feel sexy. And, you know, and, and, and I've, I've had this journey recently, uh, certainly not in your realm of, you know, in the last year of making a decision of, as I, cause I just turned 60 that, you know, Happy there was birthday. Some, thank you. Well, July 4th, but you know, I say just, but you know, in this, that I was going to, make some decisions about what I wanted to do with my body and my looks and getting back in shape and stuff like this. But it was all for me to feel good and feel healthy for who I was. And people were like, you know, well, you know, you're the spiritual person. Why do you care? And you're happily married. So why do you care? And I'm like, stop. Right. I ever say I did it for anyone else? You know, if, if, you know, I, cause my motto was I'm going to be sexy at 60. That was my motto. Like sexy. That. Sexy at 60. I like that a lot. Well, why would you do that? You're a spiritual. And you are. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could be spiritual and sexy. I am ridiculously spiritual and I'm sexy. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and spirituality is the sexiest thing going um, because it's the shine from the inside. I was just going to say, you know, you talk about, you know, the conversation with the plastic surgeon and when did I realize about being sexy, but a lot of it was from my spiritual journey and learning about energy and learning that connections are energetic. Mm -hmm. And it really isn't about what we look like or even a lot about what we say, like there is a connection that you get with people. And it's one of the, you know, something that I absolutely love. You know, my son is incredibly intuitive and he's always really listen to that. And, and I've learned so much through just watching how he moves through the world by trusting his instincts. And he's a when he was a, oh yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. feeler. I mean, even when he was a baby, you know, things that I didn't understand at the time. And thank goodness to my friend, Trish, who has been my friends, one of my best friends and family since sixth grade. She remembered that when Jonas was two, he said to me, mom, I picked you. I was in the sky and I saw you and I picked you because I knew you were nice. I didn't realize then that that was a thing. Like there are books written about kids doing that. 
Um, so gratefully, she reminded me of that. And she's incredibly spiritual and has taught me so much. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that I teach, because I teach a bunch of spiritual classes. I mean, my my business has been a spiritual business for over 30 years now uh, is, you know, we do choose. I mean, we make agreements, you know, yeah. we make agreements and you agreed to be his mother and he agreed to be your son. And you both came to learn and grow and have experiences together. And I always say we give birth to our unresolved issues and we call them children. Uh, yeah. Well, I love I, that. I, I, I love that. <laughs> so I do have another question for you. Sure. What was your relationship with, what was your relationship? Uh, with oh, God, your, don't say my mom. Don't no, say my mom. No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> we need like six hours for that. <laughs> no, that's what I do for a living, honey. You'd have to schedule an appointment. No, what was, <laughs> your, what was your relationship with your breast? before you got cancer? I wore big sweatshirts. I was very insecure about them. I thought people or men, boys, liked me because of them. So what I realized, and, and I've worked on it in therapy a little bit, and I, it's still something that I'm, I'm more curious about. It's not something that affects me in a, I have to work on this way, but I'm curious about, but I, I feel like I can be completely myself without them. Whereas before I was like, do they like me because of my boobs? You know, or should, should I, I should hide them. Do I look slutty because I have big boobs? That was something that I struggled with a lot that I would be perceived in a way. God, I'm like looking back at my 12 year old. I'm like, Forgetting that he's next to me. Um, <laughs> he's gaming. He's not listening. A hundred percent. You got it. <laughs> so I think society really got the best of me in that respect. And again, that it, it's such conditioning. Yeah, that conditioning, that that um, misogynistic, oppressionistic, patriarchal conditioning. Uh, we're going to objectify women. Um, they and, and we're going to value or devalue them based on their looks and how they present. And we're both going to make them, you know, tell them that they're beautiful, but also that if they don't present it correct, then they're slutty. I mean, like we have this whole, this whole really damaged psyche, which really has to do with the fact of the fear of 2000 years of that the patriarchy run world has had of female power. Mm -hmm. And so as you step into your power and you go, I am the woman I am, and this is it. But I was wondering, and I asked the question because, you know, oftentimes there can be a, how, you know, how do I know somebody likes me? Like the, the when you when you hear somebody go, oh well, you know somebody that's wealthy go well. Do they do they, they like me or do they because I'm wealthy? Do they like me or mm -hmm. they like me famous? Do they like me because do they like me or do they like me because I got big big breasts? Right. You know, or I can use them as a like a selling point as far as like how I'm going to present myself, yep. and and I didn't. I would always minimize them literally and metaphorically, just like sort of shoulders over. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it causes problems. I had an aunt who in her, uh, I think she was in her early 60s when she had a breast reduction at uh, the insistence of her doctor because it was giving her such bad back problems because she was a triple D, double, triple, I think she was a triple D. She was huge, mm -hmm. she was a small little woman and she was thin and it was giving her back problems and it was giving her issues. And the doctor said, it, we've got to really reduce them. And of course, you know, it was, it, it, she, she was embarrassed initially, but she got it done because it was the right thing to do for her overall health and well-being. But, you know, some of it was, I mean, just, just some of the conversation running around of, well, why would a woman that age, wow, uh, you know, and it was like, uh, not an object. Right. A person with a health issue that is correctable. Yes. You're amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now, I love that. Now you're into social justice. 
Um, Uh-oh. Rain is back. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk something about her. I, t- I told her that the system kicked her off because she was the only one not wearing some sort of pink or red. She's got pink lipstick on. <laughs> oh, I think she might have just went and put it on because she wanted to fit in with us. She wanted to fit in with us. I thought you knew Rain. If, if <laughs> something that you want Rain to do so she fits in, you can count on the fact she's going to do the opposite. The opposite. <laughs> yep. We can't hear you now. No. We see, we see, we see you. you. We can't hear you at all. <laughs> Rain, you're lucky I trust you. You just kind of left, left me. me I'm a smart oh. girl. <laughs> can you hear me? No, no we can't. can't. But, but the echo's, echo's back. back. But the echo's down. And nothing else is on. So I'm going to mute myself. I want to thank you. Tell them to shamelessly donate on Facebook. Get back to what you're on to, and I'm going to watch the rest of the show. Thank you, Rain. I love you so much. Yep. Well, we've only got about four minutes left. Who is our next guest, Rain? Can you tell us? <laughs> Rain, this is your part of it. Who is our next Yes, is Annie Buds, and they're they're actually out of Montreal. It's a rapper who built his own studio, produces, directs lots of different rappers, and they didn't even know me. I called them and asked them if they would support us for New York Fashion Week when you were there, Jessica. And these guys jumped in a car and drove to New York Fashion Week to film us to support breast cancer. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. That's our next guest. They're phenomenal. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Anubuds is great. Um, Blocka probably won't be on, but Anubuds will be on. You really like him. There's a story, you know, someone rags to riches. And then, like I said, he didn't know me. And he's like, yeah, we'll come. They had no clue who I was. They came, we got him a pass, and they sat up front and did all the footage for us. Amazing. You know, so, you know, no one makes begging That's why you guys cut me off so I wouldn't make, I wouldn't allow you to beg tonight. I'm going to beg anyway. There's a link, a fundraising link on there. Jessica, tell them how important that is to donate so we can continue to help. Absolutely. And donate for retail. I'm echoing. <laughs> I'm muting. Um, I'm not sure if Rain wanted me to give a specific donor. Was there someone specific? Okay, so with with, <laughs> with breast cancer research, breast cancer for stage four. You know, there's a, a hashtag stage four needs more. Everyone's aware. Everyone is aware about breast cancer. You know, the pictures I showed. That's not pink. So Metaviver is a fabulous organization where 100 percent of funds, of donations, go to researching stage four, for cures for stage four. The death rate for stage four breast cancer has not de- decreased in over 30 years. And so, you know, I won't call out any organizations, but so many of the pink ribbon agencies, their money goes toward their CEO and, and, and not toward research. So well, if you're doing- bre- mm-hmm. I wanna ask you a question if you know, cause I'm doing a walk next week on pledge, pledge the pink. It's uh, know. it's out of South Carolina. I'm doing it with my sister, um, uh, who's a breast cancer survivor, and it's an organization that she's walking with, and I'm walking with her. Uh, but I don't know if you guys. They said they've been doing that for years, and it's down in the Carolinas somewhere. They usually do it, and they bring people people from all in the country come in and do the walk and raise money, and they, it's usually a whole week long thing. But you know, you're talking about this, and I'm I'm going. Hopefully, it's not one of those organizations where the actual money doesn't get to the people. And we will put some links at the bottom of this podcast because I'm sure that Rain has them all for people to say this is a this is the deal. This is the deal. Yeah, I don't know that one specifically. 
Um, But a lot of them you can look into to see where the money goes to. You know, if it's a legit nonprofit, they have to break down whether it's for research versus awareness and and the money for the the overhead and their staff because it's not awareness that we need. It needs to go straight to research. Okay. We need to have an outro, I believe. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having me.